Success, it has been said, is not the absence of failure, but going from failure to failure without any loss of enthusiasm. This podcast was created to discuss the correlation between short-term failures and future success by those who have pushed themselves to become real powerhouses. Michael Jordan said, to learn to succeed, you must first learn to fail. And Mike Tyson said, discipline is doing what you hate to do, but nonetheless doing it like you love it. On this podcast, we celebrate those who were not afraid to fail by taking disciplined action on their path to success. My name is BJ Gramillion, and I am the host of the Real Powerhouse Podcast. I am someone who is very familiar with failure and am fascinated by others' imperfect journey to success. Welcome to the Real Powerhouse Podcast. Welcome to the Real Powerhouse Podcast. This is BJ Gramillion. I'm your host, and it has now been two weeks since I've had a podcast, and I'm really not happy about that. So I, I had a goal, you know, when I started this podcast and the commitment to make sure that I hit that weekly goal of, of uh, you know, a podcast dropping every single Tuesday. And I appreciate all of you that have reached out asking about, you know, what's up, where's this week's podcast? Pretty cool, but I dropped the ball. But I'm going to tell everyone just about my experience that uh, I had moving from desert of Arizona to Knoxville, Tennessee. We had kind of a roller coaster experience to say the least. And also want to share some uh, things that I've learned since I've been out here now. And uh, I'm recording this on a Tuesday we got here Thursday, um, almost, like I said, two weeks ago, and uh, it's been wild. I don't know. I don't know how, yeah, like what word to use to describe it. Uh, I mean, chaotic, crazy, eventful. We've been talking about moving for years. Now, talking is one thing, obviously, as everyone knows, and then actually doing is another thing. And, you know, we had talked about it for a long time, but the logistics with five kids and schools and church and, you know, calling, I don't know, there's so many things you have to consider anytime you make a move. And so, especially as you get more and more kids, that uh, decision seems to become more and more difficult. And so when everything hit the fan in 2022 and the market went crazy and, you know, it just basically stopped in Arizona and, and there were People stopped buying real estate, wholesalers, flippers, um, you name it. So really that business just died. It, I mean, there was, there was not a whole lot that you could do at that time when interest rates were going uh, crazy. And so, you know, we had talked about it. Uh, thankfully, we had started investing out here in Tennessee a couple of years ago. So in 2021, and, you know, we had a few properties and, and it was going really well. And I knew that this was an opportunity out here. And so... You know, it, it's it's something that was always in the back of our mind. But, you know, we first fell in love with Nashville and then um, went to Chattanooga. And, and I've been investing out there in that area. My family came out last summer. We stayed in Chattanooga for about a month just to see really if we could, if we felt like this was the right place for us. And it wasn't. And we decided Chattanooga was not, you know, a place that we felt like, you know, we'd want to raise our family in. And so, you know, we thought maybe we were done. Well, fast forward, um, I don't know, about six months ago, we went out to Knoxville and uh, we just decided to check it out. I'd never been. And so this is for our anniversary. We decided that we would go spend a few days out here and check it out. And so we did that, fell in love with just the beautiful, you know, scenery. There's lakes, there's water everywhere. Downtown's really cool. We did a food tour. That was fun. 
Um, so anyways, we just, we, we liked Knoxville, but, uh, don't know anything about the areas or anything like that. And then we started looking at properties a little bit more closely because, you know, we just said, hey, if something comes up and it's the perfect fit, maybe we'll do it. We saw this property that popped up and it was on a cul-de-sac and it had an acre and it was on land. And so, you know, it was big enough for our family and bedrooms, bathrooms, all that kind of stuff. And so um, I came at her, looked at the property uh, one time, went ahead and purchased it. Alexis has never she had never up to that point been to the property. She had no idea what she was getting into and was completely trusting me, which says a lot about my incredible wife, how she has just always had my back and she just supports me in anything that I do, which I still am blown away by and incredibly grateful for. And sometimes I feel this crazy responsibility and that I don't want to let her down. And, and I'll be totally frank and honest with you guys. Like I, I feel like I let her down on this one. Like I, because Here's the thing. Um, we knew that there was an opportunity for my career in Tennessee. And still I see that this is a gold mine. You guys, as far as real estate goes, it's kind of that unicorn where uh, I guess the cat's out of the bag right now. If, if anyone follows me or, or listens to me, it's rare that you find an area where you can get equity as well as cash flow. It just doesn't really exist, especially with interest rates at 8%, 7%. And guess what? we're able to do that on a consistent basis. And so not saying it's easy, not saying that I have some secret formula. It's just, I've done this long enough where um, I can recognize that opportunity. And so, yeah, like that's great. The The business side is one thing. That's an opportunity. What I didn't totally wrap my head around, which is not surprising to people that know me. I don't think through a lot of like the details. I'm more of a ready fire yeah aim kind of a person and you know i just kind of think after the fact like oh okay well that didn't work out um oh well i'll just adjust well you can't really do that when it comes to moving your family across country it's kind of a big deal news flash to anyone out there that is considering moving across country with your family there's a lot that um i guess i didn't fully prepare myself for and and um my wife has the greatest friends that anyone could ever ask for. And she will tell you that like the group of friends that she had in Arizona are second to none. And they're all similar age, you know, circumstance, kids, you know, a lot of them go to the same church, schools. I don't know. You name it. There's just a lot of same values. And so I pulled her from all of that like a rock star that she is and I'm incredibly grateful for her, but she was, she followed me out here really just believing in, in, uh, in me and, and in this opportunity, but she sacrificed a lot. And it's funny, I, you know, so I'm, I'm LDS. And, um, and so, uh, you know, we believe in the book of Mormon. And, and so, uh, there's, there's a, uh, in the Book of Mormon, there is a story about a, uh, and it's in like the first, the very beginning of the book starts with, there was this old guy named Lehi. He was living in Jerusalem and he, um, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. So he, uh, he was a visionary man. So he had these visions that, hey, um, Jerusalem is going to burn. There's going to be some chaos and wars and all that stuff. I need to get my family out of here. And, uh, he had these visions that he needed to leave and take his family into the wilderness. So 
you know, they, in the middle of the night, left everything that they had and they packed up and just well, packed up on their camels, took off and they went in the wilderness and they totally were just trusting their dad. Right. And so his wife, Soraya just completely, you know, backed him on the decision and they, and they left. And it's funny because then it talks about the kids and they're like, man, our dad, he's this visionary guy and he's crazy. He's, and, and it's funny because you know how it is. Like if you read a book multiple times at different phases of life, it hits you different. Well, that's the first time that I was reading through that. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm Lehi in this story. Like I'm that old visionary dude that, you know, these poor kids are like, okay, I guess we're going to follow you in the wilderness. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it just hit me where I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought this would, this would happen, but here we are. Um, so I'm going to fill you guys in just kind of real quick on, on, uh, the moving experience just so everyone can get a laugh out of it. And, and, uh, we have a short-term rental for our prior home. We, we didn't sell it. We decided to hold on to it. And for many reasons, one of which being we don't have to pack everything. So we just had one pod that we, uh, needed to fill up instead of three for our family. So, so it was great. My wife did a great job getting the house ready to go. We remodeled it. You know, we've got everything, um, furnished and it's great. So that house, cool, took care of, jump on a plane. Um, we had, our cars were, uh, picked up by the semi truck that, you know, hauls cars off. So they picked that up the day before we left and we got a ride to the airport. We, we fly out and the flight went pretty well, surprisingly with, you know, five kids and twin three-year-olds. So that went okay. We got here about 1130 at night. I had a ride lined up. We got on, you know, luggage, everything worked out great. Get to the house. And, uh, sure enough, I had started the remodel work on it and I kind of waited probably a little bit too long for them to start on it. And so they had just demoed everything. So there it's wood floors now, no kitchen. And, uh, but we're like, that's okay because, you know, um, we just need to go to bed tonight. We'll figure things out in the morning. Well, the pod was dropped off on our driveway the wrong way. So the door was facing down on a hill. So all of the stuff was pushed forward, right, to the door that rolls up. So I go out there and we had packed it, planning ahead and saying, okay, all the baby's cribs are in the front, the bed, the pillows, blankets, everything's going to be right there. So when we get home, open that up, good to go. Well, I cannot open this thing up for the life of me because it's got everything keeping the door shut. So I'm banging on this in the middle of the night. I'm sure the neighbors are like, what is going on? I'm sweating like a pig and I'm like so mad, cussing under my breath. I'm just frustrated. And uh, so it's not opening. I'm like, okay, this isn't going to work. So we don't have any pillows. We don't have, luckily I bought an air mattress and a couple box fans because for whatever reason, I just was like, yeah, you never know when you're going to need these things. Well, it turns out both AC units had just gone out. So we're in a home that's 86 degrees. It's humid, middle of the summer in Tennessee. We are on wood floors, no beds, no pillows. And luckily we have this blow up mattress. And so we put the twins on that and we got the fan going and we just basically slept in front of a fan blowing on us because we're sweating all night and so i'm like okay next day we're gonna you know it's gonna be a good day we're gonna make some progress get ahead i jump in my work truck to go get some groceries 
And by the way, before all this happened, three days prior on the 4th of July, we're lighting off these little dinky fireworks, right? Like they're old fireworks. I've had them for a couple of years, you know, sitting in the garage. And I'm like, oh, cool. We'll use these for the 4th of July. One of the rogue fireworks like shot directly at me, like crazy, weird fluke hits me. And I'm like, did that hit me? Like, did you guys see that? Cause it was like, it happened quick. And I was like, man, that's weird. I didn't feel anything. And so that night I went to go take a picture with my phone and I looked at my phone and it was shattered and I looked down at it and it had melt, like completely melted on both sides of it. Like this thing eviscerated this phone and I was shocked. I was like, okay, I, I guess I don't have a phone now. But surprisingly, it actually, every once in a while, if I was on Wi-Fi, I could like text and stuff, but I couldn't use a GPS if I was driving. I couldn't make any phone calls. And so, of course, that happened right before we left and I couldn't get a new phone when I was in Arizona. So I was like, no problem. We'll get it the next day. Well, I don't know where I'm going. I'm in a brand new place. We've I've been here once or twice, you know, up to this point. I don't know where anything is at. Luckily, I figure out how my truck GPS works and, uh, you know, I find out. Uh, I'm going to go get my phone fixed. And then I start going. The tire was flat and there was, it, it hit a nail. So, so now I'm like, okay, great. So luckily there's a tire shop right next to it. And I was able to get enough air in it to, to go there. So uh, it takes them two hours, get that done. Then I have to go to Apple. Then they tell me, oh, you know, we don't have the phone yet. It's going to take, um, you know, uh, like a couple hours or whatever. And so anyways, I got my phone and then by that time, you know, I call up, I was excited. Hey, I finally got a truck that's working a phone. I call up Alexis and she at that point is just in tears. Like, what are we doing? Because there's tons of contractors at the house. They have no vehicles to go anywhere. Our house is ripped apart. It's no AC is working. Everyone's sweaty. It's like the absolute worst situation. We don't know a soul. We don't know any of our neighbors. We don't know anyone. So yeah, like that's kind of our introduction to Tennessee. It was, um, it was horrible. I mean, it was like pretty much everything that could go wrong, did go wrong. And then of course I had to like sign on some properties in Chattanooga and I was supposed to go down that day and I had to cancel all my appointments and reschedule them. And so, um, I mean that, that more or less has, has been our experience from day one. And then after that, it's just been a whirlwind of, you know, issues and chaos. And, uh, we still don't have our kid registered for school that starts in like a week or two, like, it's it's complete chaos but i think that i wanted to get on and just talk about this for a couple reasons and the the first obviously is just it's it's cool to be able to reflect it's in times like this where everything is going wrong and life is just hard that you really do appreciate what you do have and 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 i realized you know at this point holy smokes i am i i knew i was lucky before but it's in these moments where you're like, man, it really is like us against the world. You get that mentality of it, it's so cool that I have this partner to work on in life with. Cause I know that that's unique. I know that not everyone um, is fortunate enough, you know, to have a partner or they did, maybe there was a divorce or whatever the case may be. Um, and so I'm just incredibly grateful for the, for the blessing it is to, to have such an incredible wife that supports me and in everything that I do. And, 
and she believes in me. Cause I mean, I can't tell you how much for a man that really does mean. And, and obviously for women too, I can't speak for women, but you know, as a man, I can just say, I just want someone to believe in me. Right. And, and I think that is more important to me than just about like, that will give me motivation to run through hell and back. Um, if I know that there's someone out there that actually like believes in, in my vision and in what we're doing, that was like a big aha moment for me where I just realized, okay, like I am incredibly fortunate. I know all this chaos is, is going on, but super fortunate for that. Second lesson I'm learning is it is incredibly expensive to move. Whenever you move and you think you have an idea of how much that's going to cost, just times it by like three or four. And that's about right. So like, it's crazy just how many things it's like, I mean, our Amazon account and, you know, credit cards are just, it's crazy every day. You're just like, oh yeah, I don't have that. That's at other house. Cause again, we left that home furnished. And so we're refurnishing this entire home. It's just wild. All the things you have to do, you know, as, as you move, but it does give me a whole nother level of appreciation for people that have had to move, you know, that are in the military, especially, you know, or people that have had job changes and their families have had to, to move with them. Um, I've also been super impressed with my kids, just looking at my, my, uh, two oldest day one, they were out there knocking doors, trying to get to know the neighbors and, you know, introducing themselves and making friends. And they already have so many friends. And, and it's funny, I talked to James, my son, and he, uh, he just called me today and was like, dad, I think I'm going to go. I just taught him how to mow the lawn, um, at our house. Cause we haven't had a lawn at our other house in Arizona for years and years. We just had synthetic grass. And so now we have like this big lawn. And so, you know, I'm teaching him how to mow the lawn and he's, he's loving it. And so he's like, dad, I want to go make money. So I'm going to go, uh, knock on all the neighbor's doors and see if I can mow their lawn for him. And I'm like, Hey buddy, like, I love that, uh, that motivation that you have and, and, uh, enthusiasm, but guess what? Like you can't do it without me. Some of these people's yards are acre, you know, two acres and they're on hills and, and, uh, you're not going to make it. And, um, so I was like, you know what, we'll sit down together tonight and we'll come up with a list of, of things you can do, like, you know, pick up dog poop or, you know, walk people's dogs and house sit and those kind of things. But I just love that they immediately are like, they're just resilient, you know, and that, that's something that I learned about them. And, and there's things that you learn by doing hard things. And, um, you know, I, I think that it, it's interesting, the amount of things that we're able to accomplish out here in Tennessee, like on a daily basis, I feel like 10 years ago, um, it would have taken me a month to do what I'm now able to do in like a day. And, um, and I feel like, you know, we're as, as a society, I, I feel like we probably utilize 5% of our actual potential, like what's in our tank, like what do we have the ability to do? And so, um, that has taught me a lot as well. And, um, and then, you know, coming out here, you know, our sales were, were, were kind of slow for the last, you know, few months because there was some turnover with the sales position. And then, you know, we're moving out here and I didn't have enough time to, to spend on marketing, those kind of things. But I'm also surprised just, just by like, if you completely, just dive in and give it 
everything you've got. Like it's, it's pretty cool to see what you can accomplish in a short period of time. And so we've been fortunate enough to be able to fill up our sales funnel and, and, uh, and get the business going the right direction. So it's, it's funny because the, the business side, um, is definitely being like, I have the reassurance that this was the right decision for us, man. There's so many things. There's so many people to consider when you have a family, um, you know, is the right school district, you know, is the church going to be, you know, uh, with a bunch of youth that, you know, work with our kids and, preschools and middle schools and elementary. And so anyways, those are all the things that I've learned. And, and I didn't want to go super long on this podcast. I just thought it'd be fun to just share some of the experiences that, you know, we had. Oh, the other thing that was, you know, pretty hilarious was uh, in that first week. So we, we go to church on Sunday. We don't have half of our stuff still, you know, that's it's in our cars that are being shipped out. And so I show up to church in like, four day old jeans that I've worn every day. Cause I didn't have any other clothes and in like a t-shirt or a polo. And, uh, so we get introduced and I'm sure everyone's like, who is this joker, you know, wearing tennis shoes and, and jeans and a t-shirt, you know, to church or whatever. So that was fun. And then we end up, you know, getting home after church and we let our kids just run outside. Cause that's what we love about obviously being here in Tennessee and, so they, they go out in the backyard to play on. We have a pretty cool ropes course in, in the backyard and it's got a 40 foot slide and, and zip lines and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's super fun. But, but one of the twins comes in and, and yelling at my wife and is like, mom, there's a snake, there's a snake. And, and she's just like, okay, whatever. Cause they just, you know, constantly are yelling random stuff. So we don't think anything of it. And then, and then our, our older son, James comes running up panicked, like, no, there really is a massive black snake in our backyard. And we're like, oh, okay, let's go check it out. What's going on? So we go out there and I kid you not, there's like a five foot long snake right next to where my babies just walked up this hill in our backyard of all places. And I, and I don't know anything about snakes. I don't know if it's poisonous or whatever. And, and of course you, you know, research it and, and I look it up on my phone. It's a rat snake. And so apparently that's a good snake to have, but I, screw that. I don't want a snake in my backyard. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you know, you always, you, you always have those people like, Oh, they're harmless. They're not going to do it. I'm like, dude, it's a snake. Like, what are you talking about? You know, nobody wants a snake just chilling right there with their kids walking around, you know, I mean, whatever, but it's just funny. People act like it's not a big deal. It's a big deal, okay? So I'm from Arizona. We don't have these type of snakes out there. So that was that was definitely a, a welcome to Tennessee moment. And then uh, that same day or the next day or whatever, yeah, my wife called me up and was like, "Yeah, I just pulled a tick out of that same twin um, the next day." So you know, we we're, we're really getting the full experience. And so we've got ticks and snakes and crazy amount of bugs out here. Like it's crazy to see how different everything is. And the other thing I would just say is, um, I guess I didn't really factor in like how different culture would be like West coast is very different from the East coast in, in a lot of ways. So I guess we're in the Southwest and, and now we're in the Southeast, but man, it's weird. Something I'm learning about Tennessee, they are like rule followers. I feel like like they need to like make sure that you like for school, you have to have the physical copy of a birth certificate, you know, no exception and 
we're like, we don't have that because it's in a safe and we don't know how to get into that safe because the battery died because, you know, long story, but you know, there's just no wiggle room. They're like, well, if you don't have it, you can't do it. And, and it's funny cause I've noticed that with, um, registering our LLCs and all these things. It's like, man, you guys really do stick to these rules. Like there's no wiggle room. Like, I feel like, you know, Arizona was a lot more laid back, like, Hey, we'll work on it. Don't worry about it. You know, we can make adjustments, but I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's not the case at all. It's just my experience. And I've had like a dozen of these type of experiences already where I'm like, Oh, you guys really, um, appreciate a good rule to follow, you know, which anyone that knows me, uh, knows that's probably not going to work out long-term. And so we'll see. I, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe that's just been our experience. It's been a fluke, but, um, that's another funny thing that I've, that I've picked up on, but but I will say there's there's uh, nothing better if you guys have not had uh, banana pudding in the South, then you haven't lived and you need to come out here and visit us immediately. And we need to go get you some banana pudding. In fact, uh, one day I ate so much banana pudding. I kid you not. I threw up like and I haven't thrown up in like five years, six years. I think I ate so much of it. There was so sweet. And I went through like three full like helpings of it that I bought at this uh, barbecue joint. <laughs> and it was when my family, I was traveling. And anyways, I, I could not stop eating it. And so it's that good. Just so everyone knows, moving forward, um, we will be you know resuming our Tuesday uh, podcast. I just hired someone as an executive assistant. She has actually started her own podcast um, called Crimeaholics. And uh, you guys should go check it out, follow it. She's got a huge following now. It's true crime. So she built that up from the ground up and she has a, a partner that she's worked with on that. And now we're fortunate enough to have her working with us as my executive assistant. And so she's going to be helping me out with the marketing and, and the podcast and all that fun stuff. So uh, excited to have her on, on the team. And uh, we just... Uh, we've grown our team already. We've hired three new people in the past week. So uh, it's fun to see the growth and uh, we're looking forward to um, getting back on track with business and hopefully uh, we can, we can find my wife, some friends and, and uh, you know, I don't think that there's any way to obviously replace who we had before in Arizona, but I'm excited to, to see who we meet and, and uh, grow and um, all that fun stuff. So Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, next week. So, all right, that's it for today. Have a good one.